You're listening to the Keyword Crypto Podcast with Michael and JJ. This show is entirely donation supported. Check the description below for how you can help. Follow us at Keyword Crypto on Twitter and check out our website, www.keyword-crypto.com. Tell your friends, engage with us, let us know who we should have on the show next. And with that, enjoy the show. You are listening to Keyword Crypto with Michael and JJ. We are crypto fans and crypto skeptics, and we ask a lot of questions about a lot of things. Our guest today, returning to the show, is Noah Smith. Noah Smith is a badass economist from Bloomberg. He's got degrees from University of Michigan and Stanford University. Go blue. Speaks fluent Japanese, loves his pet rabbits. And he's got over 150,000 of the smartest followers <laughs> on Twitter. Follow him at Noah Opinion. Noah, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I just came back from watching the presidential debates. It was pretty fun. The uh, presidential um, debates. We're already jumping to president, huh? So. No, I mean the, the primary debate. I know what you mean. Yeah, it was the, it was the second, second day. And I just, you know, there's so many candidates that all you can do is really just crack jokes. So I crack yeah, jokes. Yeah, I I tried to watch the first one yesterday, and it was pretty painful. Yeah. Just how short. Yeah, but this one had this one had Marianne Williamson. Was it good? Marianne Williamson said that she was going to solve all of our problems with love. <laughs> God. Actually, that's probably going to make some pretty nice memes. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I just imagine this like giant heart-shaped machine that like blasts rainbows out across America into like the hearts of all the kids. <laughs> I just want to run for president, and every time I say something stupid, just turn to the camera and say, you're welcome, Twitter. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and that would be my tagline. <laughs> oh, God. Or purposely say stuff like this is like really mean or like you know insulting to people and be like, turn, turn, to, the, turn to any camera and be like, you're welcome, Twitter. Right. I, I feel like Beto actually does that a little bit already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Damn it. Everyone's well, stealing my ideas. In the interest of not letting this become one of those podcasts where people like discuss random stuff for twelve minutes before getting to the point. <laughs> okay, I love that Noah's coming on and regulating. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it tonight. Okay, I it's know you guys time. like to do your shitty fucking spiel. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. is this is this, this one of those podcasts? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't it, it realize actually, it is. Oops. <laughs> That's all right, okay. We're fine. We we just edit all this stuff out anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Well, I listened to this like military affairs podcast and they just spend like all this time talking about the books they were reading oh, and not about whatever they were supposed to talk about. Why did you like, listen okay, to book it? Club. Like, what's the point? Well, <laughs> I was bored and I was cleaning my house and that's the thing that was on. You see, like people who are into crypto, they don't really have anything to do except to watch the price go up. So yes. like right now, listening to our voice is actually very calming for them. Yeah. That's Especially awesome. JJ's because he's very NPR. I'm, I'm very NPR, guys. Welcome to the show. That's my NPR voice. So <laughs> Noah, we, I, we, we wanted to bring Noah on because of the Facebook coin, Libra. And uh, it, it's funny because about two weeks before uh, Libra got announced and the details of it were announced, I actually uh, was DMing Noah and being like, hey, I got this idea for a, a stable coin. It's like the top 20 to 50 uh, you know, high G, highest GDP countries in the world taking their currency that way if one falters it doesn't affect the stability of it and then lo and behold two weeks later 
Facebook drops their Libra, and that's what it is, is a basket of coins. And I just thought it was funny. And and then after thinking about it, I just started coming up with all these like problems with it. And so I'm kind of glad I didn't throw it out into the world. Uh, so what do you think, Noah? I'd, we'd love to get your opinion on that. Well, all right. So Libra is, I believe, a stable coin backed by a basket of currencies, right? Yes. So, you know, you don't actually need crypto to do that at all. Because <laughs> you, just, you have money. <laughs> I mean, you can you could a buy a crap ton of currencies and then just sort of you know issue bonds backed by those currencies or just issue notes or or issue your own currency of any kind like without crypto. And the difference would be that instead of whatever crypto system you have keeping track of transactions, you just have like some guy with an Excel spreadsheet or, you know, of course, an automated so, but Excel in that, spreadsheet. So, okay. Yeah. So does that mean that you, you believe that the whole reason that do you, what do you believe the reasons are for creating Zuckbucks or whatever? Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let him finish. Let him okay. finish. Yeah, let him finish. I'm just like, oh, I mean, like, no, no, that's a good, that's a good question. Like you can do that. Like any bank can do this. Any, you know, TD Ameritrade can do this. Um, Anyone can really do this as, as long as you have a bunch of money. You can buy a bunch of uh, currencies. I mean, central banks have reserves. Central banks can do this if they want. And the question is, um, well, why don't they? I, so, so, and and would crypto make it better? So, I think that the reason why they don't is a big question that nobody really understands because. So we have this thing called the reserve currency, which is dollars, right? People say dollars are the reserve currency. That means that every central bank out there in the world is holding a crap ton of dollars. Um, not, not necessarily a crap ton, but it depends on the, the country. Like China holds a lot, Japan holds a lot, like maybe a few countries hold only a little. But everybody holds these dollar reserves. Uh, and, and this has some distortionary effects on our economy. And so we've tried to get people to, you know, sort of like, back off and maybe not use only dollars for their reserves, maybe use euros as well, or, you know, a basket of world currencies, yen, whatever, you could use anything. And um, people don't want to, people want to hold dollars. And it's not entirely clear why they do, but um, they could be doing exactly what Facebook is doing and basically just use units that correspond to a basket of currencies backed up by a whole bunch of currency reserves that they buy. In fact, you know, countries don't only buy dollar reserves, like China buys some euros and stuff like that. So you, so anyone could do this, but they don't. Instead, they just use dollars. And when countries like Venezuela fall into this sort of, you know, hyperinflationary disaster where local currency basically becomes worthless, everyone on the black market is trying to use dollars to trade. So the Facebook thing, Libra, could change this because uh, it could be that people start trading in Libra instead of trading in dollars. Um and if Libra is basically backed by this basket of international currencies, then it could be something, you know, a, a very sort of stable payment system to use in countries like Venezuela, where the government has decided to screw up the local currency. And, and so you need something else. Currently, people try to do it in dollars. With, um, with Libra, they try to do it, uh, you know, in Libra. So that's, that's the idea basically behind it. Give these people in these failing systems sort of a lifeline, something that they can trade that is sort of, uh, you know, going to have stable prices. Uh, so, you, you know, you avoid hyperinflation in these countries. So that's the idea. So yeah. then the question I have is, 
Okay, so you have a st- you have a basket of coins, and it's based on on these di- on these different cu- on these stable currencies, relatively stable. But what happens right. if if Zuckbucks becomes the new international norm? All those currencies that it's based on are just going to like completely collapse because no one's using it anymore outside of the government. So well, if here's no the one's, thing: if no one's holding it anymore, doesn't doesn't the kind of doesn't the stability of that currency just kind of become wait i mean Zuckbucks itself is pegged to a basket of currencies so if people abandon those currencies then that will you know then, then that will make Zuckbucks suck as well well so like well, let's say you did 20 you did 20 currencies and one of them was netherlands uh-huh. and uh, i guess okay i guess you're right yeah. netherlands uses the I mean, euro. Well, they use the euro but yeah, yeah. <laughs> So like, yeah, let's say that it's South Korean won or something like that. The yeah. question is, what if everyone in South Korea started paying for their, you know, dokbuki in, in Zuckbucks uh, instead? Actually, they should have called the currency But anyway, um, suppose they just start paying in, in Libra instead of in won. I mean, yeah. they could do that. But like, there's not a heck of a lot of reason to do that. Um, Unless it's easier. In terms of... Yeah. So like you can get, you could, I mean, so if you want a currency, if, if you want to use um, a currency that has a very stable value for payments, its value internationally, you know, is pretty stable, but in terms of local prices, it's not going to be really any different than, than one, right? It's like, you're going to yeah. have fairly low exchange rate risk holding onto Libra, um, because suddenly the value of all these currencies could plunge against uh, whatever the um, or against the yuan, whatever. Um, you could you could switch to Libra, Libra and have everybody in South Korea just using Libra. Um, Wouldn't that kind of collapse the the Zuckbuck a little bit then? Wouldn't I mean, probably Libra not. In a no. sense? Like, I guess I guess the the point is I think my question was like if if the world melted down more or less and all the governments collapsed and all currencies collapse then libra would be pegged to all those collapsed currencies and it's like the sure. spiraling effect versus yes. so like so when that's, when that's so when noah and bitcoin, i were right? chatting back and forth noah uh in the dms noah said well why don't you do it against a commodity because because col- right. economies collapse and and you know monetary units collapse but commodities never collapse and I was like, "Oh yeah." Well, they because they do. I mean, they on. do. I, I think they do. Yeah. But sure, they well, do. Well, like but, food, grain. I mean, right. like if you do it like to the top fifty, the chances of all the top fifty commodities that people survive off of, like, you know, grain and rice and you know whatever, the chances okay. of well everything collapsing. I mean, it could that, that could collapse. the The reason I the reason I thought about the pegging to a real commodity was different. Um, but then, so the question is, first of all. Uh, what is so? So Facebook could try to persuade everyone in Korea to start using um, Zuckbucks, using Libra. If, you know, restaurants accepting it, uh, businesses accepting Libra and payment, everyone getting their wages in Libra. Blah, basically, switching from a yuan-based system to a Libra-based system. Um, now the question is why? So why would people switch? One thing is you still have to pay your taxes to the South Korean government in yuan. So you're still going to need some yuan 
um, I guess you could set up a, like For an now. automated uh, sort of transfer system um, where you just automatically convert all your Libra to Juan the day you need to pay taxes. Can't you pay your taxes in Arizona with Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. well, it, it could change. Yeah, you could. Uh, so South Korea wants to allow you know Facebook to do this. There's no reason why they can't. In fact, we used to have something just like this in America. We allowed banks to create their own private currencies that people would then use to pay for things. Like the dollar was not always like you know the American you know fiat currency. Like it, it used to be that independent banks just made their own currencies like, and, when, and then you would use those. When 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 was that? What are we talking? Like the seventeen and eighteen like, hundreds. Oh, eighteen hundreds, right? early eighteen okay. hundreds. So yeah. that was back yeah. when that was back when there back was back in the day. Right. Yeah. Okay. That right. Makes sense. So you and just those, use... were, those were like promissory notes basically is or something like yeah. that. Something and that like was that. a complete disaster though, and that's why we came up with a federal currency, well, right? It wasn't a complete disaster. It had it, it was a partial disaster. It had its problems. <laughs> this is a reason um, why we don't use that system anymore. I mean, lots of yeah, lots of theft. There is a reason. Lots of. But if you had if you had a company that's you know essentially bigger and more stable and more trustworthy than governments, there's no reason you couldn't have that company provide monetary services to the people of any country. Quote unquote um, trustworthy, like trustworthy. Right. So here's here's an interesting thing. Um, the whole idea of Bitcoin was that you had this distributed ecosystem that produced automatic trust. And I think there were problems with that. There were way there were ways that bitcoin turned out not to be as trustworthy as people hoped the exchanges could still get hacked and stuff like that um you hypothetically could have all these you know cartels um that could gang up and like attack bitcoin or you could also have um sort of uh people decide to like fork it in some way um so so it turned out that there were there actually were all these points where like humans were involved and you still had to trust humans it wasn't just this completely purely immaculate automated system and i think that with facebook if if people trust facebook enough to use their cryptocurrency it really doesn't matter whether it's a cryptocurrency at all and i think that's really just from marketing i mean facebook could just have like you know a little program in python that says okay you have this many zuck bucks and you have that many zuck bucks and if you got cheated you know it, then you could appeal to facebook like the bank facebook right. is a bank right with our normal fiat money the way we do payment systems is if you get cheated, you say, hey, bank, I get cheated. Give me my money back. You could do that with Facebook. Um, there's no, and, or, or not if Facebook's policy didn't allow that. So in other words, there's no reason for Facebook to do this as a crypto other than, you know, to um, maybe regulatory reasons. So wait, and, but there's no okay. computational reason. Like okay. any, any information you can send over a network, you can say like, I have this many Zuckbucks. You can say that through the crypto system, or you could just say that through like, you know, HTTP or something. Well, what about censorship resistance? What if, what if they're worried about getting regulated by, I don't know. I, mean, I guess that will shut down Facebook. They'll shut down Facebook. But what if Facebook doesn't have control of the currency anymore because it's crypto? Okay. Um, I mean, like, okay. So the question is by what, you know, I mean. Is it like a Bitcoin type system that you use to, to do it? Like, can countries really, shut down Bitcoin? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't is have we determined whether whether Libra is a crypto actually or not? I mean, or are they just using crypto as a buzzword to get people interested in it? I mean, it sounds like they're just using crypto as a, as a buzzword. I mean, because do it we even seem like know it's going to be even remotely decentralized? 
why are we even talking about it as a crypto and not like a f- version of PayPal or Venmo or something like that? Because they have it on a blockchain, and so that's like the buzzword. And okay, you know, and so each, they're... each of their ten million dollar partners are going to be are going to run one of the nodes. And is that what you think, Noah? Is that is it just they're just trying to create buzz? So yeah, I think it, I think they're trying to create buzz. Yep. Um, I mean, Libra is a is a permissioned system, right? You have trusted entities that can make entries in the ledger. That's it's a bank, right? Yeah. It's um, it's not like people say, oh, it uses blockchain technology. But as Kai Stinchcomb uh, famously wrote, blockchain is basically just a system of small files and a system of rules for who gets to write the files. And so once you you make a different system of rules that say that these trusted people that Mark Zuckerberg likes are the ones who are able to write to these files, then your blockchain is actually just a system of small files, a series of small files. <laughs> is that yeah. any sort of technology? No. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's, uh, that's, I don't think that's a mystery to anybody who actually is interested in crypto and what it, what it is. I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think we can safely say that. I mean, it's that, encrypted. The, the transfers are encrypted from the wallet. Oh, I guess if, if something is encrypted, does that mean it's crypto? So now we got to right. define what crypt, crypto actually is because exactly. yeah, if, it's, if, it's, if it's blockchain, it's not necessarily crypto. If it's encrypted, it's not necessarily crypto. For me, I think something that is actually crypto would be, yeah, it's, it's encrypted in, it's, in, it's an encrypted in a permissionless way in a in a uh in a way that's um censorship resistant because in my opinion that's the only reason to have a blockchain really is to protect to protect a database using censorship resistance by spreading it out by decentralizing it distributing it i mean am i crazy for thinking that's the only reason no not at all no it just seems like Yeah, it seems like I feel like what... people make a lot of, people make a lot of reasons why Bitcoin or crypto is valuable, and to me, it's like no, it's it's just because it's it, the only reason it's really valuable is that somebody can't say stop, basically. Right. So here's or, the question: or they can, but yeah. what if imagine if Facebook instead of Zuckbucks were to just do something, were to just do dollars, right? I mean, there's we have a currency that's pegged to the dollar. It's called dollars. And Facebook has many of these dollars already. Um, mm-hmm. So the basket of currencies is fancy, but really not that fancy because any bank can do this at any time. They just don't. Um, so you have, but say Facebook were just to use dollars as Zuckbucks instead. Why not allow people to? I mean, Facebook go be a bank, right? Allow be a trusted intermediary that people use to make transactions in dollars and let anyone in the world bank through fa- their Facebook account, you know, or, or, or some like app linked to Facebook that has like better encryption, right? Like, a, a or like WhatsApp has encryption, right? I mean, like let people bank sure, but, through WhatsApp. But they just want to be a more international currency. They I mean, fine. The basket of currencies is, is, it's kind of neat, but the point is that like, it doesn't really make Facebook into a country. <laughs> Like I feel like uh, Facebook kind of wants to be a country, and that yeah, I, th- I think they do. <laughs> it's sort of they they've bought this hype about like, look, Facebook users outnumber 
like any country in the world. And they're like, the first wow. digital country. They're the first digital they, country in it. Interesting. It feels I mean, like a country arguably, a place where people interact. I mean, they've got to be way more powerful than any government, really. In really? terms of the 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 well, I mean the information yeah. that they have, what they can access. I mean, it sounds like Maybe. an episode of Black Mirror or something. But like, I mean, the I CIA mean, can just go shoot all the executives of Facebook if it wants. Yeah, I mean, they don't. Unless Facebook has their own CIA that we don't know about, I don't know. Right. If <laughs> if mean, Facebook decides do, to but... have like private security forces, um, in our country. Yeah. Right. So so yeah. let's talk about sovereignty. All right. This segues into this other topic where you want to talk about. <laughs> get yeah, off so, my lawn right so so sovereignty right it's basically you have a monopoly on the use of violence right and it all comes down to that it's like suppose that uh you say that you must accept this currency for loans or for payments or something and people don't you can see it and then you send guys to go shoot them or put them in jail or slap them with a wet herring or something like that you know like whatever the punishment is you guys have a monopoly with guns. right guys with guns right and um, unless they have like John Wick or something and can just like shoot all your guys <laughs> yeah. or like that, that Finnish guy, you remember in uh, in World War II, there was this one, one like random untrained Finnish sniper that held off like entire Russian divisions. Hmm. Yeah, well, they might there. have those. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No, and they it's, can just uh, immediately was... blackmail the entire army on social media forever. Right. It's like. I, yeah, I mean, maybe Instagram could do this. It's, it's been like, oh, you know, we have all your nude pics. We're going to release the nude pics of all your soldiers <laughs> and their teenage kids. Oh. <laughs> and we're like, shit. I mean, like uh, Facebook, maybe they us. could do that. That's what I was thinking. That's what I thought Snapchat was like back, you know, in the day when Snapchat was just starting and I was a, a more paranoid person than I am now. Um, I thought like Snapchat, th- this is a blackmail business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Really, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's Snapchat why it's is and, all... and it's creepy that they target it to kids. Well, it it isn't. It isn't. I actually, I mean, as as a teacher of kids that use Snapchat, I can see the value in having, uh, you know, an app that actually deletes your photos. It actually saves you from being too embarrassing in your life in a way. Right. Yeah, but I don't think if they actually do delete photos, if they actually do delete photos, yeah. I mean, so anyone do. can screen grab your photo. Yeah. Like, of course. Yes. And I mean, obviously, everyone does. But um, it's, I think I think it's it's actually designed to attract kids. In I mean, well, who knows why? But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I no longer believe Hopefully that Snapchat good. is a blackmail operation. But <laughs> but that's the first thing I thought of, which shows you how paranoid I am. We or have was. teenage nude photos from ten years ago. Exactly. I mean, that's the Give first us, thing I, mean, I thought. Like someone, the, literally, the first person who explained it to me, I was like. Why don't you just take a screen grab and they and they just stared at me? They're like, "Oh yeah," but it's Snapchat. And I'm like, "How does?" But how, it goes did away. Nobody think of this that started using it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think people just were so yeah. excited to like jump onto the next new thing and and get their handle before they have to be like right. Joe Schmo seven one six five two three one. You know yeah. that they just and jump onto it and start like, using it. I I, I want to make that my my handle. That's that's a cool. <laughs> Dibs. Um, um, all right. So the thing is, you have you have sovereignty, right? Sovereignty means you can just kick ass. And of course, as military technology changes, that changes. You know, right now we have information ops and information warfare and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, probably like most people, 
don't care nearly as much about having their nude photos like broadcast to the internet as being like shot in the face. So you send some guys with guns, you're going to win. Or maybe some automated drones or whatever you've got, right? Missiles. I just feel like we're not that, I don't think we're that far away from a future where we need to be concerned with that as a possibility. Like of oh, yeah. of a future of a future where these Silicon Valley companies actually have as much power and control as a government. Right. I mean, have you ever read my uh, my old article that I wrote for Quartz? It was one of the first like, you know, sort of paid media articles that I ever wrote. Uh, it was about the age of drones. How drone warfare could drone warfare combined with rampant automation could completely change like human society in a fairly bad way and bring us neo-feudalism. So let me guess it actually happened. Not, not yet. I mean, it could, in part, <laughs> right. Certain, like certain parts of the world. Right. So basically the idea is that like you have robot Lords with these like robots that just do all the mining and manufacturing for them. And it's just like them who command the robots. And then like everyone else outside is just sort of like destitute and starving, but they can't attack the robot yeah. Lords because the robots will just shoot them. Yeah, I mean that's the future that we all we're all terrified of, um, as portrayed in the Terminator. Of it could but, happen. Um, I mean, the Terminator we would have to send somebody back in time to. You really are paranoid. To, no, I just imagine you sitting the there. Terminator your bunny, is scared. I know. Bunny is. <laughs> I'm not. The bunnies are scared for me. I'm. I'm. I'm excited about the, the crazy cyberpunk future. We have gotten so many of the things that the cyberpunk authors predicted. It's like if William Gibson, Bruce Sterling, and Neil Stevenson and whoever had like sat around and brainstormed like all the shit they could think of, we got about 80% of that. Like, Good. Yeah, all the stuff I mean, that I've read about. We're already at the point where we can kind of just think of things and they appear in our lives on our screens and on our doorsteps, I feel like. Magic I mean, is returning to the world. In, in in the form of Snapchat, yes. In the form of Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> in the form of bunny, bunny ears and right. dog dog. Have you dog in, mask. Uh, in like what? the fantasy you, books? You... Like no one's trying to get people to send them nude pics in the fantasy. Books. <laughs> that that like, should be more. Of like, a... <laughs> you know, like Aragorn's got like this palantir. He has like this crystal ball. He can see shit. He's like, well, you know, hey, uh, elf girlfriend, I forgot her name. Like, send me some nudes. <laughs> he just doesn't do it. Either of you watch yeah, Dollhouse? No. no, what's Dollhouse? Back in the day, it was um, I'm blanking on his name. He did Firefly. Whedon, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Yeah. So it was, it was the thing where it was the the technology where somebody could port your in essence brain into somebody else's body oh, your personality and they would oh, and yeah, they would yeah. just answer your phone and all of a sudden you'd wake up in someone else's body and they and that was yeah. that was how they attacked oh. that was how china attacked be, america we should be careful otherwise we're just going to start going through black mirror episodes and yeah. talking about which ones have come true <laughs> Let, which let's ones talk about that's not what that's not right. what this show is about i have a question for you guys all right you guys know more about crypto than i do i have a question Suppose I'm a government and I decide I don't want people using Bitcoin uh, in my country. Can I stop people from using Bitcoin? No. no, you can't. Why not? You can stop people from wanting to use Bitcoin, but you can't actually stop people from using it. it you can stop people from using it for for governmental purchases. Can you? De- can for is it purchases. possible to detect to detect when people are using Bitcoin? 
Yes, but yeah. Like, how do I do that? How do I detect? Suppose I just have like, you know, I can get all the data from your IP provider, ISP. I mean, uh, well, yeah, okay. Get... So what you're asking is two questions. Is one is can the government stop you from using Bitcoin? And the answer is yes. Um, but the answer is also no. I, I mean, can the government? No. Like, you know what? This question is isomorphic to another question, which is can the government tr- tell when you're using Bitcoin? No, I mean, it, that Bitcoin is not complete. Like is Bitcoin completely anonymous? Your, like, it's not the, anonymous. They would no. They what? they would need they would need very very sophisticated and very very yeah very very sophisticated computers to do that automatically. I see. Um, it's it's possible to track money on the blockchain because everything is public, but it does take a while to do that, and you pretty much have to do it. You have to do it. You don't have to. I don't. I don't. I think there's a way that you can do it automatically, you, but most of the time it's done manually manual. now. Can you tell? And, can you and it's tell? It's done in very vigilante ways at this point. Right, so. right. But governments, you know, they're more organized. Like, can they? Um, Are they? Can they tell the ISP? I I think I think they can, but then of course there's all kinds of ways to mask that too. So okay. right. So you can use a VPN. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then you can, in you know, if you absolutely have to, you can use something like Tor. And then you can just right. transfer right. it to Monero and start paying people with yeah. Monero. What is Monero? And then all of a sudden, Monero is Min- a completely private cryptocurrency. It's a completely anonymous cryptocurrency. Yeah, okay, like so people use switch. Monero, and it's completely impossible for me as a government to tell when people are using Monero from their houses. Yes. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Why not? Like, is it just really good at disguising the type of uh, internet traffic? Because I mean, they can tell when, like, I, you know, if I were to like steal a movie online, they can they can tell that they can monitor the traffic, tell that I was doing. Well, I think we should probably like stop talking about the technology behind Monero because we don't really understand it well enough. But from what we understand, it cannot be traced. Um, So, so yes, and there, there are a few other cryptocurrencies like Zcash and. You know, grin and mimblewimble and stuff like that, which are completely <laughs> private. Got it. All right. So then, but so Bitcoin's public, but these are private, and mm-hmm. uh, so Not basically, private. there's no way anonymous. to know that people are they're anonymous. Yeah. Right, anonymous. Yeah. There's no way to know who. There's no way to track who's using it and punish people for using it. You can look and see. Oh, there's a bunch of traffic related to this thing coming from our country, but we don't know exactly where it's coming from or who's using it for what. Not even sure if you can tell what country it's coming from, but I, okay. I could be wrong about that. All right, so we, you can't we tell. We need to get Fluffy Pony on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I understand, it's not it's not a public blockchain, so you can't just go on in there and read all the transactions. Right. right. I don't think it's a private. Well, I, yeah, I we're stepping in territory we don't yeah. understand. So right. Okay. So but, then, but here's the thing. Eventually, yes, governments are going to be able to figure it out because governments always figure out ways to spy on their people right i mean although that could be only like the the highest capacity governments like china or russia that figured out it could yeah, be that like random governments there's, don't there's other ways to spy on you and find out if you're using something illegal of course yeah so, right i mean it would be much easier for them about, to to plant a camera in your apartment or house right and watch you make a transaction with monero than it would be probably <laughs> sure to, no that's you right. know right that's right. right now all right but here's here's the thing though when you're making a transaction what are you getting? Like, if I live in Venezuela, what do I want? I want my rent. I want food. 
I want, um, you know, like necessities, like toothbrushes and toothpaste and all the other things they don't give migrant kids at the border. Um, that was a dark joke. Yeah. Uh, soap. That's so sad. Yeah. Soap. Um, anyway, medicine. All right. So I want all these things and how do I get them? God, stop. All right. I really (laughs) should have brought that up. Jesus. Um, so yeah, sorry. So, all right. So I want all these things and I want to get them. Um, the government can monitor the people who have these things and they can make sure that they post prices in local currency or else you get arrested and sent to jail. You know, and so then they can they can make sure that they have like they can they can, you know, plant a camera in the store and watch to make sure that people are buying with this. And then you can try to like evade the camera. You can try to like pretend that you're paying in local currency and then sneakily pay with Bitcoin or like, you know, uh, Monero or whatever. And you can do that. And it became this game of cat and mouse. You're saying monitor the goods and services that people would buy. Right. Because the the physical goods and, you know, local services, you can actually monitor that stuff. Yeah, but you you already do that by washing machines. You know where they go. Yeah. I mean, you already do that right now. You could, you could just, um, the IRS can just audit you and be like, hey, you accepted 17 dishwashers and you only sold 14 of them. Where are the other three? Oh, that's right. They just disappeared because you you sold it with, you know, with Monero, but like. Exactly. And of course, if you have a government in a state of collapse, they won't have the capacity to do any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, so. I, I think, I mean, I think that in these extreme cases, people aren't, I, I mean, I don't know if people are actually using crypto to transact regularly, even though they probably need to. They're probably more thinking, where can I put my money so it doesn't exactly. turn into garbage? Exactly. And like, where can I, th- where will it be safer than in my country's fiat? Right. And, 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 and they think, and I think people, of course, I don't know, but I'm assuming people are thinking, where can I wait out the storm? Exactly. Or Which something Which just like kind that. of Capital exacerbates flight. the problem if yeah. you. Everybody does that. If everybody goes into Bitcoin. But that's called capital flight. And that's one of the reasons these collapses happen in the first place. I mean, so one of the reasons people, you, you get a hyperinflationary collapse in the first place is because people all move their money out of the country. It's a like self-reinforcing thing. Yeah. Now I'm saying like people, it's not, it's not the root of it is the government's fault, but I'm saying like what triggers it is, is people moving their money out of the country. Yeah. Right. It's not their fault. They, they're being rational. They're being sensible. It's the government's fault for like, you know, I don't know, printing too much money or like having the, I don't know, having the central bank directly fund government borrowing or something like that. Uh, that's what, that's what the, uh, the MMT people kind of sort of want us to do in America. Can you explain All the, the MMT? So, stuff. Because I don't, I think. No. Okay. I'll, I'll explain <laughs> MMT. MMT. Basically MMT says the following. Um, if you have sovereignty, which is if you can print your own currency and, force people to use it, you never have to default on your debt um, because you can just always have the central bank print more money to to finance government borrowing and and government spending. So the government wants to pay a bunch of people to like, you know, dig a ditch or make a hellish prison or whatever the government wants you to do. And so you do it and then the government pays you with money and you have to take the money and, uh, because that's the only way to like pay your taxes and basic and stuff like that. So essentially, and, and the, the treasury just creates the money and gives it to the government. 
Um, so MMT basically says you can do all that and you'll never default. You can just borrow infinite money and have the Fed, you know, finance it or the central bank, whatever. And, uh, and you can do that forever. And there's really no limit to that. And by finance, Jesus. you mean just like printing more. Printing more, right. The, no Fed, the Fed prints money. It gives it to the government in exchange for bonds that it then, I don't know, disposes of burns or whatever. Uh, then the government takes the money and pays it to workers to work. And then basically dragoons, like the, eventually the entire labor force of like government labor, uh, which right. might or might not be useful for anything and probably will cause like China Mao, Mao level collapse. Yeah, I was like, how is that any different I than can... China? Yeah, it's dumb. It's really dumb. It's bad. I can see why you became an economist. That's a that's pretty. These are some pretty interesting problems that people do not think about in the (laughs) world. When I hear a bunch of liberals (laughs) talking about about MMT policy, and it's it's just like, what? I don't. Why would you think that's even remotely? I don't. It's the same people who think like going back to the gold standards a good thing. It's just like, how are you people? Don't how do you people not get hit by a car? Come on. You know, like but, but to, yeah. to, to be a, you know, to be honest, like gold, gold bugism and, um, you know, sort of hard moneyism and MMT are sort of opposite side of the same coin. MMT just says, you know, like essentially like print all the money <laughs> you can, you know, magic. <laughs> and that's why they call it magic money tree. MMT. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's and then, and then gold tea. bugs are like money must be a store of value. You should only be able to like pay for bread with something that's going to like, appreciate over the centuries so like what that like no my big complaint with bitcoin everybody knows this at this point is that it's deflationary instead of inflationary but we've never we actually have a few problems with bitcoin we've never really talked about what deflationary is in the sense of what happens it means goes up in price no no what happens when your country is in a state of deflation so i was wondering if you like because you know japan it happened to japan um, at one point in my lifetime, and I was wondering if you could get into the dangers of when your when your when your economy actually goes into a deflationary state. So the times your economy actually goes into a deflationary state is when um, you're in a depression, like the Great Depression. We had deflation. Um, people start storing their money, right? People start storing their money and then prices drop. And then, you know, like people get scared of that and start storing their money more. <laughs> and then it just compounds itself. So you have this deflationary spiral. That's a theory anyway. And we did have we did have deflation in the Depression. I think we had deflation for like a hot second in the Great Recession in like 2009 or something like that. So let me uh, actually check that. And so and ultimately, but anyway, what, what so. that happens is like people don't want to buy anything because prices keep falling. And why would I buy it today when it could be ten dollars cheaper tomorrow? And so no one exactly. starts buying, which is why thing. people think and technically inflation actually makes people value. spend their money because yes. you want it. It's we a hot potato. Yes. Right. You want to get that, rid of this that crap. we discussed last time on the show. So check out the previous episode with Noah Smith if you want to hear oh, yes. our take on that. So. Um, so, so, the, so the danger is you have like the the spiraling effect. Yeah, the spiraling effect of, and and I think I get so frustrated when all these small business owners say they want to go back to the gold standard, which can lead to a state of deflation. And I'm like, all you're doing is advocating for your business to get 
to die in a sense. Because if you go into a state of deflationary, <laughs> when you when you a deflationary it, it's state, not good. It's people not good. aren't buying anything. And if you're a small business well, owner, you're literally just shooting deflation. yourself in the foot. Like small business owners want an inflationary system because it means people are buying more stuff. In general, yes. Yeah, no. I mean, these are people who are very greedy. No, they're not I greedy. They're dumb. <laughs> they're 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 dumb and greedy. I mean, thinking yeah. I want money that goes up in value. That's that's my dream yeah, world. Not realizing it's, yeah, that it's dumb, but no it's, one would shop at their business anymore. Or like, you know, it would yeah. destroy their business. Or it's like it's 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 Ponzi it's Ponzi yeah. syndrome or something yeah. like that. We um, did have deflation, which, by the way. In 2009, we had a 0.3% rate of deflation. That's crazy. Oh, rate okay. of deflation, and in 2015, we, we went negative. We went negative. Our, oh, the the dollar gained in value against real stuff. Wow. That's crazy. So. It can happen, folks. Got to hodl your dollars so sometimes. So even with the Fed <laughs> printing money like crazy, our... our yes. The U.S. dollar gained in value. So anybody who thinks that Correct. that the Fed printing money leads to inflation, we have direct evidence. Two thousand nine, that isn't always going to happen. That's not true. Right. Okay. I I just think it's crazy that people like uh, what's his name, uh, Pomp Pompliano, yeah. that the podcast Bitcoin podcast guy. These people who are like. These are the big champions of Bitcoin that say like, oh, you know, you never want to own something that is going to go down in value. And, and it's like, oh, my God, come on. Like, that's their main that's their main talking point is that it's like they never. Well, this is also a guy who eats McDonald's every day, too, I think. So <laughs> oh, that guy. No, I mean, like, yeah. if you want something that's going to go says up his in favorite, value. He says his favorite restaurant oh, is McDonald's. That's what he said. So, Pump. you know, I found doing? out that their fries are really good because they put sugar in them. Anyway, um, <laughs> more to the point. Yeah. If you want a current, if you want an asset to park your money in, that's going to go up over time. Don't do like I mean, you can do spread gold if you want, but like probably stocks and real estate are going to give you a better bet. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't like know something about, valuable. I mean, I mean, not during a recession it's though. The thing, not not during a recession, and also it there's. There's barriers to entry, yeah, on and also those our housing market things. is completely yeah. propped up, just for the sole purpose that that's the where the majority of our wealth is. So the government has a vested interest sure. in keeping it propped up because if they let it collapse, well, that's a great reason to invest in it, isn't it? Well, I guess, but eventually, maybe it, unless Zuckbucks takes it over, can't keep getting Zuckbucks. propped up forever, as China's showing us, as Japan showed us in the eighties. Um, you can't you can't prop up a failing society forever. Eventually, it's going to crash. And that's why everyone was like, aren't you worried I about mean, China? And I'm like, okay. no, because China's building ghost cities. And they don't have the ability to, to keep that going forever. Just like Japan went out and bought you know, every single property they could in Manhattan and California and all over the place. And eventually, they overextended themselves. It collapsed. And they went into a massive, massive recession that lasted like 10 years. So I feel like China's well, on the Well, to be honest. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it was it was fairly bad i mean it wasn't as bad as people think though in japan like if you look at you know the from the date of the collapse through now um basically japan's collapse just sort of diametrically canceled out its its 
super awesome outperformance in the 80s. So like the 90s canceled out the 80s. And then since uh, like the turn of the century, Japan's been growing just as fast as any, you know, any other rich country. Oh, sure. I'm not saying so they, the they, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't like they didn't have like this it. eternal collapse. But I mean, the entire 90s. I mean, the, of course, their demographics are collapsing. So. Yeah. I mean, so nobody had any kids. That was the problem. Yeah. So like it does affect the That's entire the country's economy shrinking. Right. An entire decade of people. It does. Yeah. Yep. They had a lost decade. And that's going to, I mean, and that's, we're already starting to yeah. see the cracks in China right now with oh, yeah. you know, these cities that, you know, people are just buying all these apartments in these cities that nobody lives in. And so oh, what's yeah, the definitely. value of the, of that property now? You've just sunk, you know, your entire fortune into. You know, they don't even rent them out. There's nobody to rent them to. The entire city's empty <laughs> and everybody's buying these properties. I mean, even like. I mean, like nobody rents anything out in China. I mean, like renting is just not like a thing you do. That is literally a Ponzi they have, scheme. They have, that, China ran a Ponzi scheme on yeah. their own citizens by building these cities and then selling the houses to these people that nobody <laughs> would live in. I, but didn't didn't Italy do the same thing too? But they tried to do it with like <clears throat> ancient ruins or something. Like basically, they were like they tried to get people to rent or buy some housing that had been ruined. That was like decades or centuries old and now i mean it's and i mean they're yeah, it was yeah a Ponzi, italy's basically. in a bad state they're actually reaching out to people all over the world and trying to go to these empty towns that barely anybody lives in again it says hey we'll you know we'll sell you this house for a hundred bucks if you promise to invest right you know a okay. few thousand dollars and actually move here they're coming for american millennials yeah. and saying like hey you want to live in the hills exactly. of milan you can buy this exactly. town and you can be the king of it. All you got to do is deal with the Italian version of Trump. <laughs> millennials will never do that. Millennials will just like stay home where they can yell at people on Twitter and like, exactly. you know, send each other nudes on on Snapchat. Oh, you pretend to know what millennials want. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know what millennials want. <laughs> they want to be hey, CEOs. So, oh. who? I mean, come on. Right. I, I know. I'm hoping you saw this thing about Stephen Moore wanting to create his own. Decentralized Fed. <laughs> Did you see this? That is Stephen Moore is a life lifelong grifter. He's just who is Stephen Moore? He's the guy that who was up he? for Fed fake chairman. Economist. He's a fake economist. Um, Trump Trump wanted to put him up for Fed like what? Not Fed chairman. Uh, on, on just Fed Fed yeah, board. Fed board. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a faux economist. He's a, he's a faux economist. Idiot. I'm not really an economist, by the way. I'm just a you know I'm a, I'm a former economist who's a columnist. But like, yeah, you're you're an opinion dude. Yes, now. I'm an opinion dude. But if I were to go around saying like I understand, you know, it, like if I were to go around, like, you know, saying like put me in positions of like authority and have me make economic policy, then then I wouldn't deserve that. And no, but I, but you're still taking on you're you're still considering and taking on big problems. I mean, you're, you, last time you were on the show, you were saying you wanted to write a book on immigration. Yeah. That's yeah. It's a pretty big deal. That's something that an economist right. would do. Okay, but I mean, like, if Stephen Moore wrote a book on immigration, that'd be fine. If, uh, you know, Stephen Moore... Well, a- another problem is that I actually try my best to really figure out what's going on, while Stephen Moore just, like, says a bunch of blather that he thinks Republicans are going to want to hear in order to extract money from them, which he can then use for, like, you know, whatever. Well, aren't you a neoliberal shill, Noah? I was a neoliberal shill for one year. Because some goofy people on Twitter elected me neoliberal shill in a rigged series of Twitter polls. 
However, this <laughs> year, I was defeated by Matt Iglesias for the title of neoliberal shill, nice. 51 to 49. Oh, wow, you had to pass it on. You so had to get pass this. the torch. So, I was defeated. So Moore jumped in on Fox Business today or yesterday and during the interview, and his final line was, I'm really, I'm really excited about doing this. I hope it makes me rich. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, out. he's like such an old grifter that he's just like letting it all hang out. It's Fox. Nobody cares. Yeah. You can say anything on Fox. You could like murder a little They'll baby on Fox. Like, and people are like, eh, it's okay. As long as you're conservative. As long as you vote. As long as you vote red. It's like, it's. Right. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so. That's not going to work, and he's not going to do anything useful, and people aren't going to give him any money, I hope, and he's not going to get rich. I don't know, man. Um, if people give Stephen Moore their money, they deserve what happens next, yeah. all right? Well, I mean, I hope I hope a lot of conservatives mm-hmm. give him money, and they lose it all, but at the same time, that means that he has a bunch of money, and that's right. never a good thing. Mm. So here's the question. How do we solve that economic problem? <laughs> right. So here's to bring it, to bring it back um, – I don't know about Zuck Bucks. I don't know if that's going to do a thing. Um, you know, it could just be it could just be Facebook dipping their toes into financial services and becoming a bank. Because like, if you've got access to a whole ton of people and you're thinking, where do we go from here? We've sold all. We've basically sold all these ads and we're getting yelled at by our. You know, we were thinking like, no, maybe we could have better ad targeting by mining people's data. But actually, everyone yells at us for that, and we're thinking like, how can we actually do things that people want? Well, you've got a billion consumers billions literally of consumers plugged into your platform a lot of them um need financial services and so you just sell you have all these captive users financial services are a very high margin thing in general start selling all these captive users financial services and make like gazillions of dollars so i think that the crypto thing could just be because it gets press and tech people like it and it allows them to sound like they're a tech company doing engineering things instead of just saying we are face bank but like face bank is really <laughs> where to go do tech people actually like 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 crypto buzzwords oh like, yeah tech really? people like oh, tech people money just like everybody because, like, <laughs> it gives you oh no tech people like making money more than most people so of course actually, they so. like well they like making money and they though. they like making money by working on like math problems like we'll work on some math problems and we'll extract money from that that is cool. I mean, it's the same motivation that motivates people to go work for quant hedge funds, right? It's like, I'm going to do some math think, and money comes out. Cool. I would just think that a lot of tech companies would look at something like crypto and be like, wow, that's a shit show. Let's wait till that blows no, over. No, they're like, that's a shit know? show. Like, let's get in Let's get in and make money and then get out because before it collapses. Well, Google's not All getting right. in it. I was going to say, you know, who could... Um, Google is getting in it. That, is is okay. Google getting crypto? No. I don't know. There's all kinds of rumors. What's the chain link rumor now? Is it they partnered with some sort of oh, Google Oh, yeah. I mean, thing Google's going to use them know. as, or maybe not necessarily even them, but they use them as an example of, of a way to, you know, do something. No, I don't think they're getting into it. I think they're just going to start working with companies that are no. in, it, in it. I feel like Amazon right. the, is really the best positioned because Amazon already has all the goods. It's the store, right? And yeah. if you're and the store, Amazon web services, yeah. If you're the store, you might as well also be the bank that lends people stuff to buy stuff from the store. Yeah, but and Jeff the bank Bezos that handles knows, the payments. Yeah, but Jeff Bezos knows that Amazon's going to collapse. He's even said so. Like, he wait, why? No, but really? oh yeah, he said this company's not going to be around why? in ten years because he knows it's unsustainable. 
He's, Why? And it's a monopoly. Because the people working for him antitrust? are slaves, and eventually they're going to rise up against their overlord and just stop working there, and his entire <laughs> company is going to collapse. I mean, it's... Oh, but they make all their money off web services anyway, like Amazon Web Services. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's m- more likely is that a- AWS is going to become quite a... I mean, it's pretty behemoth, telling when your own, like, when the CEO of your company and founder says, this company's probably not going to be around in another 10 years. Did he really say that? Yeah. Yeah, but he's also smart, and he might say that just to say that. Yeah, you know, right? Who knows? Um, and, like, the thing is, is, I don't know. I, I think, well, didn't, I, I feel like when eBay got really big in, like, 2002, I felt like they partnered with PayPal or, or PayPal, they bought PayPal or something like yeah. that. Is that he, he just something says, I made up? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reading this now, and you know what? He's just He's just trying to motivate people to, like, work harder and not get complacent. Like, does he really think Amazon will die? Who knows? He doesn't know. Nobody knows. But hmm. Amazon is a giant. I mean, Walmart is fine. Maybe. Like, yeah. who I mean, says like, oh, Walmart's going to die because people it doesn't pay its employees much and it's supposed to look like crap. I think that. No, I think that it's model not die. Walmart's fine. Well, I mean, there's a difference between between yeah, but, dying and going. How long has it been around? There was Walmart when I was a little kid, and there's Walmart today. Yeah, but it's getting progressively worse, and I think eventually something like that. I mean, is how it? is how is Kmart not really around anymore, right? Kmart was around when I was a kid, and it's because Walmart ate them. Yeah, but so something's going to something, and then gonna... eventually, a- Amazon will eat Walmart mm. for sure. So then Good Amazon up. will still be around until there's no more people who will work at Amazon, and it's all robots, and it becomes a monopoly, and it gets broken up by a government, and like, uh, and and that means people that's with how guns. Everything, that's how everything. <laughs> bottom line goes bankrupt. Bo- bottom line. It's poor people, rich people, and people with guns. Usually, the rich people. There's a society is a very complex thing, and very, you know, sort of abrupt and and weird things can happen, violent things and whatever. Uh, so and it's very hard in the to meantime, yeah. but in the meantime, if I were Amazon, I'd go for financial services. I would be Amazon Bank because a that you know you're expanding horizontally, you're expanding um, vertically, so the uh, that the antitrust people aren't necessarily going to come after you. Um, it's you get a lot less hate for controlling twenty percent of everything than for, for controlling one hundred percent of one thing. Um, and so Amazon already has so much like payments going through it and blah blah, blah and could do so much lending that I don't actually know why Amazon hasn't done this yet. Like, there's no reason to have Citibank when you could just have Amazon integrated with a bank. Why doesn't Amazon just you know become a bank as well as it's a store and well because whatever. in yeah, like probably thinking about government it. Oversight they the They're either doing that. Yeah. Lots of government. Amazon oversight. could be a better Libra because like, you know, like with Facebook, you can't actually use Libra to buy many things unless they bring back Farmville. Like Facebook doesn't have any goods and it's not really a force in commerce and it sort of tried to be and failed, I think. But then Amazon, like all around the world, you could, Amazon could be a, a lot more of a country. Like Facebook is a, a chat room where people hang out and post their stuff. Amazon is a real store that sells you all the real things you need to live and like has all this material goods. Like if you think of a a country as like a chat room, that's one thing, but maybe a country is actually just a store. Amazon is way more useful to me than than Facebook is way more. I absolutely give up Facebook before I give up Amazon. I give up Facebook just for fun. I gave up Amazon two years ago. I use it maybe like twice a year. I have a, I have an entire business that runs on Amazon, so it's like, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it's 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 huge, and I I oh yeah, it's either yeah, either they they go after financial services or they go after guns. Like, <laughs> well, financial services is, is highly regulated by the U.S. government, and right now they've been able to kind of fly under the radar for the so most guns. part. Well, guns are. They've Guns been able to fly regulated. into the radar for the most part with their with their dehuman, dehumanizing their employees and all that, and it it's it took what five years for for the for the stories to finally come out, and still that didn't stop them from c- continuing to do it, and it didn't really have the, the government really didn't step in, but when people are lose are dealing with oh, money, <coughs> excuse me. That's when the government kind of has to step in. When people are losing their money or having their money stolen, or when you're doing shady stuff. Government protects the rich people. Exactly. Government protects capital. It's all about capital. Well, that's that's when you take Amazon and you position yourself as something that, if it gets regulated or shut down, then people freak out and people hate it, or something like that. What's interesting is that we people so addicted addicted to same day shipping or whatever. People people tried that and almost never works long term. All right. So, all right. So the thing is, if anyone was positioned to do an international currency, it would be someone who ships a ton of goods to people internationally. So Amazon, I think, would be would be better positioned than Facebook. But yet, that said, Facebook might succeed. Um, you know, it's just that nobody has, has ever ha- really had success creating, a, you know, sort of a private currency with, uh, you know, backed by um, artificial or backed by a basket of world currencies before. No one's ever really tried that. Probably big international banks could have tried that and they never did. So Facebook will try it and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. When when I first heard of Facebook coin or global coin or Libra, my first thought was I, I never buy anything on Facebook. So like, how's, what's the point of that? I mean, that was my first thought. So it does kind of make more sense for for a company like Amazon to do the financial services. Well, right. It was great to get your input on all that, Noah. Thanks. I think that I think that like there's a lot of confusion right now in the crypto community about what Libra is trying to do and what they're actually going to do and are they crypto or are they not? How how is it going to affect other economies? How is it going to affect Bitcoin? That's what most people are concerned with. I think in most of the the chat groups and and on Twitter and stuff like that, I see people worried about the value of their crypto going down because of of Facebook coin. And I personally think it's not going to have any effect at all, but right. I mean, like we'll what you know you can you can store your money in a basket of international basket of currencies, but I could do that without, I don't, I don't need Facebook to do that. I could go do that on TD Ameritrade. Yeah. All I have to do is go buy a bunch of currencies. I can buy yen. I can buy, you know, whatever. Can't buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can buy euros. I can buy all that stuff. Yeah. I can buy it. I can hold it in yeah. an account. And it's getting easier for people yeah. to figure out how to do that. I feel like 10 years ago, people would be like, I don't TD know how Ameritrade? to do that. Can't you just and do it now- like on Robinhood or something like that? Or Abra? Yeah, do it on Robinhood. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Wow. All you need is a a smartphone. Right. I can buy all those currencies uh, if I want to hold them, right? If I want to actually pay with things that each represents like a basket of currencies, that's really cumbersome to do. And I I can't do it because, you know, like Amazon accepts dollars, right? Like ultimately Amazon gets to decide what currency I use. 
Like, I'm surprised I, we haven't been. Di- yeah, I, I use. I, I need litter for my rabbits that I buy on Amazon. I need hay. I don't. The hay that I like that my rabbits like is only sold on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon decides what currency I use, and if Amazon decides it's going to accept Libra, I will pay Amazon and Libra. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. If Amazon That's wants crazy. to, it decides it's only going to accept, you know, Monero or or whatever. I will. I will get that. So you hear this, Jeff Bezos? Get into cryptocurrency. Yeah. Oh, Noah man. Smith will, yeah. will Take over you. the world a little more, Bezos. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> Emperor Bezos. Build another mountaintop <laughs> statue of yourself somewhere. Doesn't he do that? Does he, you know, he built a <laughs> clock. He built a clock in the in the wall, in the mountain wall. No one no one has yet created like the, you know, the future where it's just like Bezos versus Musk, mm. like battling with robot armies over the husk of a dead earth. <laughs> Yep, Good that's times. Black Mirror episode <laughs> season set seven. They'll need, seven, they'll need like more that. budget. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, it was fun bullshitting about science fiction yeah. and you know, like global catastrophe is fun. Um. So, yes. anytime. All right. All right. All right. So be sure to check out Noah on Twitter at NoahOpinion. And yeah, I guess that's a good show. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Once again, check out the description for how you can support the show so we can keep making episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Keyword Crypto, and our website is www.keyword-crypto.com. Hit us up, ask us about our Discord, and let us know who we should interview next. With that, have a good evening. <laughs>